now, darkest dreams, my worldview on screen. Separate, coexist, contagious, yeah. Read my lips behind my end. Nine five mask, I ask if I will taste life just to find that state of united life. Welcome to the Truth of Power podcast. I am Curious G. Welcome to episode four. In this episode, we are going to be looking at the year 2020 time that the coronavirus was ramping up, but through the lens of the media that framed um, the changes that was happening in our society. So I hope you enjoy the show. We're going to do something revolutionary here today, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Anthony Carlton. And I am Curious G. We're here, man. We're here. Truth to power. Yes, it is. And this is going to be a good one. I kind of feel like it is. Yeah. Um, so we never talk about where to start, but, but this is where I'd kind of like to start. All right. Um, how was your view of COVID um, during 2020? How did you perceive it? Did oh. you perceive it as a huge threat? How, that's, tell me. That's what we're doing. All mm. right. Well, I believed the media. I thought it was going to be a straight up, six week thing. We're going to be out of it and believe what you want to believe or don't believe what you want to believe in Trump. For some reason, I just was listening to Fauci and all these people. And I just really believed that it was going to be a quick succession, I guess the easiest way to say. And then about a month or two in, I go, holy shit. Mm. This is more than I thought. And truth be told, it was two years later. Well, to this day, actually, COVID is still around, you know? So I didn't think it was going to, for some reason, I don't know why, because I am a conspiracy dude right away. It's like, like in my nature, I didn't even think of it right away. I, it, and I don't even, and I was just like, oh, it's just another variant of the flu. We've had bird flu, you know, swine, measles, mumps, chicken pox, everything. I was just like, ah, it's just another one. But I did not expect it to still be around lingering today. You know, I don't think I did either. I don't think I did either. Although I, I kind of came around to a viewpoint pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, that picture that I showed you yeah, yeah. earlier, um, that was taken on September 27th, 2019 in the city of Toronto. The entire um, business district was shut the fuck down by hundred thousand people or more. Yeah. Um, it was the, the protests. Do you remember the protests that were going worldwide? For, was it, wasn't the COVID protest? No, 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 but it no, wasn't. It was 2019. About, yeah. So this we're talking, we're talking about the protests that as in like freedoms of, for, against the governments. Or it was, is, it was coordinated um, worldwide that entire year. It was happening like every month. And in September, it wasn't happening a lot here in the United States. Yeah, I was States. like, maybe I don't remember it as much. I Maybe I don't actually. They yeah. All, I remember, you know what? They just There's always protesting going on somewhere. And I know that sounds so, I guess, vague. But there's I've, I've always known that there's protesting going on somewhere. So I think because I see it so often, like a lot of things, I just somewhat downplay. Well, the importance this, of it, and which is horrible, I know, but I'm just like, eh, it's another protest. 
you, you didn't pay attention to any of that kind of stuff then? I mean, I need a refresher course. Because okay. usually when you do that, I realize that my brain, my brain is like a filing cabinet. I don't realize anything. And then you talk about it. I'm like, oh yeah. And that's kind of how I, how I do my thing. So give me, give me one. So this is um, Wikipedia, right? The protest took place across 4,500 locations in 150 countries all on the same day. Um, and this was happening every month. This was coordinated, right? Um, it was the most protest worldwide in 2019 that the world has ever seen. And people were coming together as in one force focused on the 1%, right? That was, yes, okay, yeah. The, Sep the September 27th, yep, 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 right? Okay. So I, I think that there was another one that happened in October or something like that. But when I was in Toronto, um, and I was living in Montreal at the time, um, it was happening in Toronto. It was happening in Montreal. It was happening in all these major cities mm -hmm. all over the place. And I, I knew that those were happening, but until you're in the middle of it, you know what I mean? Like until you're in the middle of it, you're like, holy shit, this is, this is different. Yeah. Right. And I don't think that I was the only people that looked at it and go, wait a minute, this is different. This is different. Right. So you're talking about maybe, you know, uh, the last protest took place in October or something like that. Um, month and a half later, uh, all of a sudden COVID 19s out. Okay. Right. Now you're talking about conspiracies. Oh, let's Ooh. go. Let's so go. So we were all focused, these 150 countries at uh, big cities like Montreal, Toronto, right? 4,500 locations worldwide planned, doing it the same day. Like we shut down the business district in Toronto, right? Now, this was the first time that the world was focused like this. And then all of a sudden, a couple months later, we got COVID. Okay. And we've not been focused on the 1% since. No, they've actually been making more money than any other time in history. Mm. Now, Co I mean, coincidence? Ooh, I, I think not. I think not either. <laughs> I think that that was the plan. Yeah, okay. I think that was the plan. I think it was released. But, you know, I don't know shit, right? Like, this is just my feeling. No. This is my gut feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we don't know shit. I don't know yeah, shit. No, I'm, I, I'm just happy I made it here today. That's good <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> and if you think we know shit, keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, actually, that's a perfect place to kind of to say. You know, we throw out a lot of stuff, and um, accuracy isn't really our thing. We mm -hmm. want to start a conversation. Yeah. Now, if if you're thinking about conversations that you've been in, What's more important that you have the conversation and that you reach some agreements or that everything is absolutely fucking correct? No, details are secondary. It's the connection between people. Yeah. Um, I had a professor in college. I referenced professors. He's like, did you understand him? Then you don't need to correct him. Let's go. Mm. And I like that. So, but back on yeah, topic. Get back, back, on back on this yeah, topic. Yeah, back on topic. So this, this was where my head was at. Right. When I wrote the song Relax in March, right? Just a few months later. Yeah. It was in March that I had the same feeling that you did. Oh, this is not, this is not something's gonna just slip past us. Right. Um, at first I was poo-pooing it. I was like, eh, you know, it's not gonna be that bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. 
it's just like the flu, you yep. know, and all this stuff. Me, obviously, right? me too. Yeah, I had all these. I, I I started doing a little fucking looking at shit, and I'm like, ah, you know, that it's just a little bit more deadly than the flu. And mm. you know, I was, I was not worried, Mm-mm. but by March. Um, that was where I said, you know what? I just came down to Florida to take care of my mom. I know I just got a job and when I got down here six weeks ago, right? But I'm not going to be able to keep working because my mom's on oxygen. She has COPD. If I brought this disease home to a 78 year old woman that's on oxygen, she's not going to survive it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, I really hadn't fully decided to stop working and just stay home to take care of my mom until, the glass company that I had got a, a job at while I was down in Florida. Um, the last day I worked, they said, we're going to do a, a, a safety meeting and we're going to talk about this coronavirus and, and how to handle it as a company. And I said, perfect, perfect. <laughs> you know, yeah. let's do this. Now, um, we get to the meeting at mm-hmm. the end of the day. This was the meeting. We were bathed in the blood of Christ. Hmm? Yeah. yeah Excuse me? Yes, exactly. <laughs> what? That's what I said. I said, hey, um, I don't know if that would work for me. I'm wondering how we're going to handle ourselves around customers. <laughs> well, I was in Florida. I should say that. I, I still have a welt from the Bible belt, right? Okay. As the chili peppers mm. said. Um, but yeah, that was, our, that was our safety meeting. And I shit you not. I shit you not. That's wild. Yeah. And this is the mind of people yeah. bathe in the blood of Christ and you're good. Let's go back to work, you know? Um, and that was where I said, you know, I need to stay home and take care of my mom. And maybe a week later, I wrote this song, Relax, you know? Um, and it was my perception of COVID. And if, if you read through the lyrics of this song, it was all about the way that the disease was getting framed in the media. You know, and I had this feeling, um, and it was a conspiracy type feeling that all those fucking protests aren't coming back. You know, all that, all that stuff, all of a sudden is not going to be anybody's focus anymore. Now we're looking at each other, you know, we're not looking at the 1% collectively. No, 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 no. of course not. Um, and, and I didn't really realize that you would be able to tell somebody's political leanings if they wore a mask or not. You know what I mean? Judgment comes immediately, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. What you think? God's not going to help you. You know, you're just said some other bad things. Man. It was, it was honestly insane because you saw how easy it is to have chaos just happen. Mm. Um, I think there's always been the term Karen obviously, as we know, but I think that it really got emphasized when this mask thing happened because you would always just see people freaking out and however you want to frame it or however you want to look at it, you know, it was video after video of just seeing people. And even when you have some craziness, there's some truth behind a lot of people's craziness. You know, you're taking away our rights. Well, yeah, you kind of were telling me exactly what to do. Mm. You're not saying I believe that masks don't help because I mean, they, they, they can help in some aspects. That's why you wear them when you go in particular places, when you work, but you know, but it's just, it's just very interesting. The timing of everything. Now that you, you lay it on the line, 
it, it, it's no coincidence. I do, but this is just off the top though. Do you remember when the, the women's March was? The women's March? No, but I would have been there if I could have. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't uh, even know what the hell they were doing. No, but I was be like, yo, I watched it on TV. I was there. You know, no, obviously not, ladies. I apologize for that. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you want to just argue with us, go ahead and leave a comment. That's more than okay. <laughs> Smash the like button. Just keep this podcast going. Oh, dude, don't. I mean, I love women. You know what I mean? I I, I, I don't see myself as a no, sexist. No, not at all. But but my cock is. <laughs> He's still not listening to the argument, right? Well, so I, I still have the mind of a man. Um, I don't know why you're marching. I want to come. A bunch of women, where are we going? I don't give a fuck. But Hey, well, <laughs> no doubt. Let's I'm, keep just, this, let's keep I'm this, derailing everything. Let's keep this going. Yeah. Um, but I was just curious because when you're talking about the marches and you're talking about, you know, protesting and everything of that avenue... I was just, I just would like, that's the time frame for reference. I just, I actually don't even know, but it, it is no coincidence to me that it was. And then when we had like things that happened, there's nothing coincident, coincidental to me. And then when we had the lockdown, I was like, no doubt this is orchestrated. Mm. Like there's no doubt in my mind. It was basically 24 hour martial law. That's how I looked at it. And so I'm not sure if we've referenced in, referenced this before, but one of my favorite movies is V for Vendetta. Mm. I don't have you. Do you know the movie? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That when I right when this happened, I would tell. I told my you know my mother this. I told friends. I was like, bro, this is V for Vendetta, and there's gonna be some magical cure that comes around, and da 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 da, and then they're gonna make a lot of money off this. And I was like, bro, V for Vendetta is now a doc a docu series. Mm. it's exactly what happened. And a lot of people made a lot of money position of power. And if you believe in, you know, Bill Gates having created the virus, had the vaccine patented and everything, I don't know. I'm, I watch a lot of YouTube, but <clears throat> if it was like that, that's just pure orchestration of evil. You know, it's just insane to me if that's what it really was. I mean, I don't know, but maybe it was, maybe, yeah, it, maybe wasn't. it wasn't. Yeah. I don't, I that, don't know. That was my feeling was that it was that. Um, and here's the reason why I have that feeling. Mm -hmm. um, see, I'm seeing all, all of this since 2020, a little bit differently than a lot of people. Um, we are entering into the fourth phase of the industrial revolution. Okay. And if you look at the other three phases of the industrial revolution, right. When steam engines showed up, that was the first, right. Um, all these immigrants were living on farms, working on farms, but the steam engine came around and guess what? You don't need that shit no more. All them people moved the fuck into the city, right? Because hmm. okay. you didn't need them on the farms, yeah, right? And and if you want to know what that was like, watch that movie, uh, Gangs in New York. That okay. was the kind okay. of violence that poor people were seeing and the scarcity and all this and that and the hunger, okay. right? Um, the second phase of the industrial revolution, you got gasoline engines, worldwide communication, um, planes, shit like that. And then we had these funny things called World War One and World War Two, right? Turns out when the world starts to talk a little bit faster, we start fighting, you know? <laughs> so once again, there was big, big changes in our society. Um, and you've got, I guess, the Great Depression following all of that stuff. I mean, it was it was a tumultuous time. And if you were poor, you're probably losing. Um, the third phase was when computers showed up, right? 
and in the world of business is what I'm talking about, right? When in the eighties, mm-hmm. um, and then you, since the eighties, look what's happened to the small business owner. Look what's happened to the families, the divorce rate, right? Uh, kids, you know, and, and the issues that have been in the home, right? We didn't have these school shootings and all this kind of stuff. I mean, there has been a lot of negative effects to poor people mainly through these changes, right? Now, I think, and this is just my own crazy ass theory, right? Um, COVID-19 was the first thing to guide us to this great reset that the World Economic Forum is talking about, right? The mm-hmm. great reset. Um, now, if you don't know what that is, you know, you know what that is, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to tell people what it is? I do too much goddamn talking. No, you, I mean, you're, you're, you're very eloquent in the way you speak, oh, so shit. I appreciate that. The, so, the World Economic Forum is talking about having a reset to all the structures of our society and stuff like that. Okay, here in America, that shit makes me nervous, right? Um, I'm real nervous if we're going to let go of the structures of some of the things in our past, right? Because I want to know what the fuck's coming, right? Um, look what's happened with all the cops, right? All the older cops are leaving, the newer cops are coming in, right? Things like that. Um, but the Great Reset's bigger, mm-hmm. right? And and they're talking about with this fourth phase of the Industrial Revolution, when you start getting AI and things like that, there's a lot of jobs Bye-bye. that's going to go away. Bye-bye. It's going to go away. I think it's going to start happening right now, this year, you thought the same thing in our conversation earlier. Yep, absolutely. Right. So with this great reset and the World Economic Forum, what they've talked about was, well, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that won't have, you know, jobs and stuff like that. So they want to give out this universal income and all this. And money, that. money, 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 money. Right. So I think this is where the World Economic Forum, which is guiding the path of money in the world, right? Hence everything else. Um I think they're trying to guide us towards this great reset. And the coronavirus was the first thing that kind of happened to get us to move in this direction. Um, You know, people predicted that societies were going to start breaking down, you know, in this next 20 years, right? Like across the world, everything's going to break down. And, and I think that this is, they, the powers that be know this, Right. So they're bringing us towards this change. Right. Wait, do you, are you saying that you think that, so regardless of Corona, it was going to be a 20 year plan or it's going to be a 20 year plan because, or because it happened? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Uh, Does that there's that right? been, okay. there's been predictions oh, okay. that, that yeah, yeah. society as we know it would be broken down by 2040. Right. With the things that's been, building up, right? Things like social security, right? This can't sustain itself, oh, right? No. Yeah, there, so there's there many, many things. I understand. Um, okay. Yeah, just strictly from the economic aspect of the downfall. Yeah. Okay. I understand what you're saying. And the powers that be, right? The World Economic Forum, they want this great reset to happen. They want things like universal income. Think projects, right? We're all going to be in the projects. Um, now here's my crazy ass theory, but this is just a conversation. Um, if you're talking about herding animals, you got two different types of animals you can herd. You got a predatory animal and you got an animal that is not predatory, like a fucking cow. If you mm. want to herd a cow, exactly, you get behind them and you just push. 
and they'll mm. go in whatever fucking direction that you're pushing. And they say, mm. but uh, <laughs> uh, another animal that is predatory, you can't herd them like that. You've got to come at them from this side, then come around from the other side, and then come back to this side. And you can't push them in the direction that you want them to go. Can I make my line sound real fast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs> But okay, so you got coronavirus coming yeah. at you from this, food insecurity coming at you from this direction, gas price, you know, it's all these things, all these things, and people are in fear and don't know what the fuck to do. And what do we do when we don't know what the fuck to do? We trust the process. But yeah, you 100%. It's the easiest, we, we've talked about this in this podcast, but the easiest way to control and is fear, obviously. You know, it's happened since beginning of time, you know, but- the one thing that's also, when you're talking, what, what kind of crossed my mind was when you have so many things to worry about, you forget to worry about what is important, mm. you know? And we, and especially in our society where we have something of freedom, what we had, have, has been, who knows? Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. Where, 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 where am I? What is happening? <laughs> yeah. Is everybody but, high? <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, it's just, it's just incredible to see. Um, I had a, friend of mine who works in the democratic party. And mm. he said something to me years ago and he goes, every once in a while, take an inventory and just see the, see the things you've lost and the things that have changed. And he goes, but he goes, it's just amazing to watch. And he goes, every five years, if you look at your life, it's pretty incredible. And mm. I think he's, he's onto something with that because it is every single time. And you even think about hate speech to cancel, you know, how like we were talked about in that it's just, Every five years, something is happening where they're slowly taking more and more away, more and more away. But hey, we legalized weed for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we really gave you something back there, but we're going to tax you on it though. Dude, look at look at nine eleven, right? What what happens when we go to the airport now, right? Saying this this wasn't happening before nine eleven. You're right. I remember walking through some freedoms never, or you know, some freedoms that we give away, privileges or whatever you want to call them, they, don't come back. They never come back. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's why Orwell's 84, we've talked about on here again, because we reference a lot of things because it's just reality now. You know, a lot of things too. You just, once it's gone, it's gone, mm. you know, and that's just very interesting. Um, but you were, I want you to continue with some of this, the the next 20 year process though, because um, you didn't really finish your, your whole thought. I kind of cut you off with it. So well, you, yeah, Corona was first and then yeah. So yeah, you got food insecurity, you've got uh, jobs, you know, unemployment. I mean, you've got all these things, right? Mm -hmm. It's putting people into a place. I feel that people are fearful and they feel hopeless and they don't know where to turn and we don't trust voting and we don't trust politicians. Right. And this is what scares me is when Americans stop trusting our voting process, right? What are we going to accept next? Have we lost complete faith in what we have here in the United States, right? Or, or are we going to let go of, of the identity of who we are and our laws? You know, it, that's a really interesting question because some would say that, you know, it's already corrupt. You know, many mm. would say that. Is, I mean, I'm sure you've heard this. It doesn't matter who you vote for. You know, and it's just, but that we always talk about agendas and who's pushing agendas though. You know, who wants to do that? But, you know, we've, a lot of things we talk about and, it's, and it won't always be like this. It just happens to be a consistent, you know, the first couple episodes that we had have been very 
intertwined. So that's why a lot of the same things come up again. It was a plan. <laughs> no, really, the but, reason why it would kind of follows this this path is because these were the first songs that I wrote and put together. And this was what was on my mind yeah. at the time, like, like relax. Like I wrote this song actually in March of 2020 and this is that song. And this whole situation was what kind of led me to this direction. I just didn't know what, this is where we'd be. Yeah. I, I knew I wanted to do something and, and use my words, use my abilities to kind of connect people, I guess. Um, but it's because of this song, right. And everything that was happening then. Like I was going, holy shit, in a pile of hamburgers, the world is fucking going insane. What's going on? You know, like everybody, I think. Yeah, but I got $1,200, so everything was okay. I didn't. Oh, did you pay your taxes? I was in Canada for oh, three, yeah, well, then, yeah. three years. I don't even know how long well, I was in fucking Canada. I was obviously being a little little joking there. Facetious, facetious. There we go. <laughs> I can't even speak. I, and I swear I didn't even smoke. Can't even talk right now. Um but that's another example of just giving you a little bit back. Mm. You know, I have paid over $1,200 in taxes. I can promise you that, mm. you know, but I got some back. Man, that was nothing. If you live in Seattle, that was a, some people's a month of rent. That was it. You know, it didn't do anything. Granted, if you were in some other places, $1,200 can be very beneficial to you. They always give that kind of shit. Do you remember when baby Bush was in office? He had well, given mean, out some extra tax I money. Mean, I was and, kind of, I was kind of and, baby Anthony then. So, and oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was only, I was only seven years old, eight years old. So, how old? Well, no, nah. no, I can. I'm 37 years old. Holy shit! I know. Okay, I look, I look good. I know. I know. Dude, and I'm single, ladies. How you doing? <laughs> you're, you're hanging with the old man, though. That's all right. I'm just, I'm hanging where I would say real recognized, real. I'm hanging with those gang, gang. We here, man. So. So here's something that that I found very, very interesting during coronavirus. Now, keep in mind, in my mind, right, if it's reality or not, in my mind, I was thinking when the coronavirus hit that this had everything to do with those worldwide protests, that this was to derail, mm-hmm. right, the, the traction that was coming, right? Um, so this is one of the things that happened. Um, do you remember the, the, the problems that we had with our food, right? Um, Early as, on. As in like to- the toilet paper and- Toilet like paper. To- I mean, that's the easiest one because it was the biggest joke, but yeah, not having, not having particulars because there wasn't, I guess there wasn't reserves, a mm-hmm. lot of people were saying, but yeah, I do remember there was people running to the grocery store, stealing, taking extra water, extra rice, extra everything, but the people who had money did at least- so the, the Tyson chicken plant had a plant manager named Tom Hart who organized a cash buy-in winner-take-all betting pool for supervisors and managers. And the bet was to see how many employees would test positive for COVID-19. They're gambling on this shit. You know, the management. Like they kept themselves safe and protected. And they made sure that the employees kept coming in and even did their little things to get them sicker. You know, they did funny things like um, give them ice cream right before they took their temperatures. You know, why? Well, in- increase the sickness. They got this betting pool. Maybe I'll make a few more bucks, right? And and this is the way I think that business sees us is completely fucking disposable. Well, business, empl- like I always, yes. I mean, that's exactly what we are. We're just a number. 
It's exactly what we are. I mean, anyone who, and I say this a lot, and I'm, this is me preaching because I work in industry of employment. So I'm, I'm not going to say what I do, but I tell everyone, don't ever, ever, ever work for the man, work for the company. Because if they, they'll get rid of you on a Tuesday and they'll have you replaced on a Wednesday. They could care less as long as they making money. Well, this is how little they cared. Upper level manager John Casey told supervisors to ignore COVID-19 symptoms, told supervisors to continue showing up for work if they were showing symptoms and told them to make people working under them show up if they had symptoms. I mean, they didn't give a fuck. They didn't give a fuck if people were dying. They knew people were dying. You know, they're gambling on it. Um, meanwhile, the government at the time, they, they pass uh, a law um, to keep everybody working, uh, a law that came from um, the days of Korea, right? Um, let's see if I can remember exactly what the fuck it was. Um, it was like an ant, like a wartime law where the nation needed to have this service done. So we're gonna, you know, back you as as a government. But they turned around and told the companies there will be no legal repercussions on you if if the employees start to sue, you know, okay. the companies. So there was a protection. Um, oh, here it is. President Trump invoked the Defense Production Act, a Korean War era law that allows the president to require industry to act in the service of national interests. Now, the factories declared critical infrastructure and were compelled to remain open, um, which, which they did. They stayed open and all that. Um, but they were basically given guarantees that, hey, if, if people are getting sick and dying because of the practices that you guys are doing, like, I don't know, gambling on fucking who's going to get this thing, there's no repercussions. <laughs> it's gonna it's come. okay. Yeah. It's okay. So and we're not even going to slap you on the wrist. We're literally just going to look the other way. Oh, it's insane. It wasn't even a slap on the wrist. That's so, insane. So this is the stuff that was happening during COVID. Is this, was this part of, of the essential workers aspect or was essential workers even before that was just the premise of just keeping everything open? Do you know? You know, this, this was notes that I started taking, Okay, right? While coronavirus was going on, because I started having it in my mind, I wanted to do something. So I started taking notes yeah. fucking in 2020. Side note, record profits, Tyson Chicken. Oh yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Mm. And, and do we as Americans care that the people that are making our food are getting sick and dying and that the, the company is giving them ice cream to pass the fucking- well, no as a Mexican, who, um, I would say, no, they don't care. Thinking about all my brothers and sisters that are out there picking cherries, picking apples and picking strawberries in the hundred degree heat. But you know, you better get those bundles. <laughs> we don't like Mexicans until they're picking your fruit. Well, I do obviously, but. Well, there's, there's some I like. Well, I know, oh, you know there better be at least one you like or else I gotta go. Uh, but, but this is, this is the, this is where things went. Right. Um, and what did we do? We, um, I guess we had the scarcity thing happen way back when that is still somehow going on today. And we've all been back to work, right? Like how many of us have been back to work for how long now? I mean, well, I, I was working at a medical firm during COVID. So I was working the whole time. So I never even had a break. 
Well, actually, a side note, this is this is another reason why I didn't think it was funny or didn't think it was that serious. I quit my job on February 19th. I'll never forget the day because the next week, well, as I call it, martial law happened. And they were like, well, you got to go home. So I was, I was like, fuck, <laughs> this was really bad timing. I could have stayed at my other job and it was an essential workers job. My last one. So I would have been keep, I would have kept working. Luckily I was able to, you know, get a job fairly quickly doing some inventory and whatnot at a medical firm. So that was really nice, but it was just hilarious. Cause I was like, man, fuck this. Nothing's going to happen to me. I'll get another job, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, well, well, I guess I got to go home now. So it was just crazy timing. That's Mm -hmm. just side note. That's just my anecdotal story that has nothing to do with your life, but Hey, go ahead and take that, bet it on uh, black. You'll be okay. Yeah. I think all this scarcity that we're having now is to create great wealth for a lot of people. And it's another one of those hurting things, Mm -hmm. right? Um, we, we, at the time of, of 2019, before coronavirus hit, if you think about where the world population is, right, in 2019, uh, well, I think it was 7 billion. I'm going to say it's like 7.8, 7.5, yeah, yeah, because it, I think we're close to, I think if not, we're 8 billion now. And it, it's one of those numbers that has been increasing. Um, and if you understand exponentials, that could get out of hand really quick, right? So, mm-hmm. so I think that there was something that had to happen. And this is the thing that had to happen, right? So we we had the most populated um, planet at the time that we've ever seen. And here's the question. As populated as we were, do you think that anybody has ever felt so alone as they do today? Oh, this is, I mean, people are having, especially young people having less sex. People are always by themselves. Um I, when you were talking, my mind just went like 20 different places when I was thinking about particulars. No, we're the most distance we've ever been, mm-hmm. ever. Um, it's it's almost ingrained now, Yeah, which is insane because it happened in such a short period. I mean, you're talking about internet to now, it's been 30 years, you know, 40 years maybe. Social media to now, what, 15 years? Something like that. Yeah, and how fast... That has gone from, I mean, as me being 37 single with no kids, you don't go out and meet people the same way anymore. I'm actually on dating apps trying to meet people and talking. And that is just so surreal to me because I feel like old man. It's probably why I get along with this old man over here. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll make sure to take our Metamucil later. And, but it's just really, it's just really insane thinking about how quickly things can change. Mm-hmm. That's what's insane to me. In <clears throat> people talk about like '90s, such a great generation, you know. And maybe it was, and maybe it's just because a lot of people were there. And that's the whole. I mean, it's just perspective, obviously. I had a great time in the '90s. Yeah, well, me too. But was, then again, I was on ecstasy most of the time. So. Well, you know, I mean, I was on. <laughs> man, I was on NBC and ABC, Saved by the Bell. So I love those years, you know. But, <clears throat> but yeah, it's just amazing how quickly that all changed, and this is the new precedent now. Like we talk about no going back. This is it. Um, Zoom meetings. You know, my work used to have interviews, doing interviews. People would come in and we'd talk to them. We don't do that at all anymore. Not that, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy it because I can maximize my time. So there's small benefits, but just interaction is less. You know, there's more remote work. 
people, you know, automation is happening. It's just to go with what you're talking about. It's no coincidence why, you know, self-driving cars are happening. You know, it's just like, it's going to happen, man. There's just going to be no need. And then when we talk about the universal income, what's really interesting about it is if you have enough to just give yourself the right amount to just live, that's all you're doing. You're just doing it. And then don't be surprised if suicides start going up. Oh, dude, I can only imagine what it's been like since coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, don't be surprised. Depression is going to be higher. More pills are going to be higher. A brave new world. Shout out Aldix Huxley for seeing the future. Yeah. This is all what's happening. And it's happening right before our eyes. Mm-hmm. And we say the, what are they, something train, the blah, 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 economic train, the, some, well, the trains are coming. I'll just say it like that. And it's either get on or get out. And that is terrifying. And it is terrifying. Um, and this is what I was thinking in March of 2020 when I wrote that song, Relax. Um, I, I feel that this is one of the things that this show should do is provide a platform and a place for people to come together and start having conversations. Because I think that if we become as separated as, as we seem to be, right, um, is going to create so many problems. You mentioned uh, social media a minute ago, right? Had 15 years or whatever it's been around. If you look at suicide rates, you mentioned suicide. Among among boys, suicide has increased by 30%. Um, among girls, it's increased by 40%, mm. right? This is what social media has brought, right? Think about that. That's incredible, right? Um, we're more connected through our screens, but yet more divided. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a saint of any of that aspect. I can't tell you how many hours I waste. Uh, here's a good example. And this is, this is just me trying to make someone laugh. I notice I pee sitting down way more often <laughs> than I used to. All right. I'll be watching videos with my ankles around my pants, just sitting there. And just cause things, intention span is just quick. Which way do you face? Me? Yeah. Well, you mean like when I'm peeing? Well, you know, if you turn around and face oh, the other you know way, you to, can use it as a table. You know table. what we used to call that? We used to call that the, a, we used to call that the AC Slater. I, I don't even know, because AC Slater, every time you, the second reference to say by the bell, shout out, uh, Mario Lopez, what's up? We used to flip like a chair around, you know, he used to sit at the table. That's what he did at, in the max, face side high. There's another one for you. But so we used to actually just make a joke about it. And I was going to, oh, I'm going to go pee AC Slater style. And mm. we would just turn around for no reason and we would always tell our boys, hey, man, I just did it. I still don't even know why. We were just dumb 19, 20-year-olds. But it was funny that we did that. But <clears throat> but back on topic, though. Yeah, I just, I don't think anything, like we've talked about in the beginning, I don't think anything happens for just chance. You know, some people go as far as, like, there's no coincidences, you know, and that is what it is. You can have your own thought process on that. I don't even know what I believe because there's some things that have happened that if I wasn't there at the right time, well, it wouldn't have happened. So, but I really think that everything that is happening right now is happening for a reason. You know, I know I've even, you know, they've said they wanted to get rid of, you know, half the population. You know, I've heard mm-hmm. this before too. Um, the great, I bet you I know which half. 
Yeah. It's the poor the half. Better, this the, is the war on the poor. Yeah. And the coronavirus was the first shot. Yep. Yeah. And you're, you're right. And I we, feel right. I don't know if I am. Well, time will Well, tell. I know everything. So <laughs> yeah, obviously not. But when you talk about even one thing, I just, I don't know how, how much time we, I'm, I'm we're pretty like, much out of time. Okay, I just want we, to, we yeah. need to be winding down. I know, I'm, just, I was like, I'm just so excited. I, know, I got three I quarter like, chubs sitting over here <laughs> in this chair. Damn. Okay. Well, let me readjust real quick. Uh, the one thing that when you talked about, you know, the war on poor, the war on the poor is even the pricing of everything, you know, it's just so sad, just sad and unfortunate that, you know, I went to the grocery store recently and I remember being younger where $20 could actually buy you something. And now $20 is some milk, some cheese and some bread straight up. Mm -hmm. And that's like real. I'm not even downplaying that. And we all know know. that we eat here. And I, okay. I bought a box of club crackers on Thanksgiving, $5.99. And I was just thinking that is insane for some Mm -hmm. crackers. You know, my friend Mm -hmm. bought some bacon. He was telling me it was up by almost $50 because he bought a huge pack. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, how much for some bacon? And he goes, yeah, every week at the butcher, it's just going up every week. And it is, it's going to be luxuries for the rich eventually. Mm-hmm. This is some hunger game shit. This Real. is why we got to be together. Yes. This is why we got to be together. Um, right now, like you ever heard that saying, no uh, taxation without representation? Right here, we are starting the United States under these ideas. Right, mm-hmm. um, if you're not going to re- uh, represent us, England, we're not going to pay your fucking taxes. Right? Yeah. Do we have representation today? Who in the fuck is working for us? They couldn't give us accurate information about COVID nineteen when the shit started. It was politicized. It was used to divide people. Uh, mm. Mm. Wait, wait. No. With that three-quarter chubs. Put that put that thing away. Bro, put that thing away. But really though. Yeah. We're not even supposed to be at the end of the episode, but we kind of are. But I'm just this is a topic, dude. This is a topic that I just want to keep fucking talking about. Well, we got to, right? Mm. Because it's like you can't silence us, man. Well, here's the thing. This is my third track on the first album that I released, right? Relax, that we're kind of discussing the topic that ties to it. Um, we got, I got 27 more songs recorded right now. <laughs> we so, got some topics. So, and, so, and, so you're saying I still got a job? Yeah, we, we got some oh, shit okay, to talk good, about. Good. And, and baby, this is the tip. This is the tip. We're about to go balls deep. And I hope, I hope that people start to listen and I hope that people start to have some conversation. And I also hope that some other artists besides me will start to frame their own topics. Maybe your boy's going to come out of retirement for the 10th time. Ooh. I'm up. Art brings us together. <laughs> no doubt, man. No doubt. Here's, here's another quick question. The title of the show, Truth to Power. Um, whose truth... And to which power do we speak? My truth to myself to the second power. Mm. Now, obviously that's a bullshit answer, but whose truth and whose power, right? Yeah. So, well, it depends. Oh man, this is a great question. It is. I pulled it out in the end. 
Dude, that was really good. Who's you always? You've done this to me two weeks in a row now. Oh, man, it's like you almost have a format or something. I don't. I'm I playing know. it by ear. Oh, I, freestyle session. It it honestly is a odd question because it it depends on your your perception of power, your perception, mm-hmm. your definition of power, and your definition of truth. It's personal, internal, e- internal and can be eternal if the words are right. But the one thing, no matter what is the only power that you do have is your voice and your opinion. And actually speaking, your own truth is true from your heart, your soul, something that you truly actually believe in. And you're not just saying it for someone else's liking. It's literally from your soul, your bones, whatever you want to say it, but it's how you feel, why you feel and because you feel. Those are the things that I think of truth of power. So we, we talked about how truth can be biased. Yep. Right. But if enough of us agree, we can claim a new reality, right? Facts. Okay. So that, that's the truth that we're going for here yeah. is, is where do we all see things the same, right? Do we want better labor laws? Do we want more education? Do we want free healthcare? You know, things like that. Things that bring us together. True. Right. These are some truths. Um, the power in a we the people form of government is us. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like the idea that art speaks truth to power, that comedy speaks truth to power, right? Like George Carlin would say things that the government would go, holy shit. But really who he was talking to was the average American, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think he was trying to set a little fire under people, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's kind of the idea is let's get talking, right? Let's... Um, maybe take the bull by the horns because the representation that we have had is failed. They couldn't give us accurate information about COVID. If there was a fucking fire in this house right now, we would know what to do because we have accurate information on what to do in case of a fucking fire. Right. We, we even, even though we haven't talked about like, this is what we're going to do in a fire drill. Maybe you should run through that wall, bro. Yeah. I'm getting out the fucking door and going opposite of that fire. There's certain things that we would just do because we have that information in the back of our brains. Yeah. Unless we're in a fucking panic, which I would be, I would rely on you in that moment because I would be in a fucking panic. But (laughs) um, we would have that accurate information of, and know what to do in case of a fire. Nobody knew what the fuck to do with COVID. Mm -hmm. We didn't. It depended on what channel you were trusting that day. And and this is ridiculous that we can't have um, accurate information to protect the lives of the people that we love. It's unacceptable, unacceptable. And if all of our representation is failing us, it's time for something else, right? This is a we the people form of government. We have the power. But guess what? If we ain't talking, we don't. We're like the we're like the chickens right now on the fucking chicken ranch in these tiny little cages separated. Hmm. I want some friends. Where are you at, friends? I want some fried chicken, man. Mm. <laughs> Be honest with you. Yeah. Look, we need to we need to cut this shit in the in the ass right now. Um you got anything for a closing close uh, don't fucking say nothing about Brussels sprouts, dude. I can't take it. <laughs> Your closing comment here, I'll give him a tip because he gets nervous when I bring out the closing comments. It might actually have something to do with the topic. Do you have anything to wrap up this topic? Don't be afraid to do research. 
Don't be afraid to form an opinion and don't be afraid to tell your truth. Dude, I'm going to follow your coattails. Um, don't be afraid to be wrong. Mm. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid to be wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. There, I, dude, I'm wrong all the time. We'll play this back and realize how many times. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. But I I, I hope that people are, are enjoying the show. Um, this is a special episode. Um, we actually, I am actually releasing two songs. Um, one of the songs is at the end of this episode, uh, Loveless, which will be kind of the topic for next week. And then Rob and I, we did something special. Um, I wasn't sure if I would ever be able to rap, right? I wasn't sure I'd be able to be this dude, right? Even when I started, I, I kept saying, you know, I'm, I'm a rocker, right? I don't do rap. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to do it. You know, so when I started, I didn't have a lot of confidence, right? We just did a song a couple of weeks ago called Here I Am. And it was when I said to myself, can I? Yeah, here I am. I'm here, no. motherfucker. I am here. Embrace fear, having none of my heart. I've unchained desire and I caught her dead in the dark. I've listened to the truth that the filth can talk. I've played that liar and I've walked that walk. You know, and I, I came out with those lyrics, right? And I wrote that fucking song. And Rob and I, we wanted to do something special. I said, let's record the process of how we build a beat. So we did that. And we're going to share that on the show a little bit. Um, it took us 35 minutes to come up with the music for this fucking thing. And um, you can hear live how Rob and I kind of do this. Rob Nolan is the man. This is my music producer. He is the fucking man, right? Um, if it wasn't for him none of this shit would have came off, right? Um, but we wanted to show the process that we've been going through because right now we're 30 plus songs, right? We're, we're and still building. I'm going to the studio again, Sunday coming up to do another three songs. So this thing's happening fast. And I wanna show people um, how dedicated we are, right? Um, and the level of commit commitment that we have. And I'm hoping that people will commit to following the show. I'm hoping that people will be entertained, but also a little bit enlightened, right? That we can have some fun, but at the same time, speak a little truth to power. And that power is the power of our heart. Because if we get an idea that, that comes into that place, right? That can spread. And I'm hoping that happens. So stay tuned for the for the rest of the show. Um, we got two songs coming out today. Um, one is a newer song, and the other one I wrote almost, I guess, last January, so almost a year ago. Um, but pay attention, right? Pay attention. Some of you are too poor to pay attention, <laughs> but pay attention. Um, anyways, I think I'm done. I've talked too much. I'm Anthony Carlton. Bye. <laughs> Curious G. All right. On this episode, we're actually going to be doing something a little different. We release a song a week, but this week we're actually going to release two songs on this episode. Um, the first song is Loveless, and that's really the main feature of, of this episode. However, um, that song kind of bookends a lot that's happened in the last year with another song called Here I Am. The two songs are connected lyrically, uh, especially in the second verse. 
um, of Here I Am. But Here I Am is basically saying that Here I Am as a rapper. I wasn't sure I could even do this stuff. Um, but my friend Rob, that's my producer, he said that rap is nothing but rhythm and poetry. I got the rhythm, and baby, you got the poetry. So here I am. Um, on this episode, we tried to capture what it's like when we build a beat, when we make the music and how we work together. Um, we hope that you find it interesting to you. And away we go. Yeah, dude, so I, uh, I got a cool uh, loop with the guitar or whatever, the hook section kind of you had, you know. Yeah, rhythm section. I added some drums, but that's it. It's bare bones. You know what I mean? Let's see what we got. And I kind of uh, added a little flanger. Uh, what did I actually do to the guitar? I added a little bit of, obviously, I EQ'd it. Added a little bit of reverb, a little flanger. Um, and this and this thing on this on Guitar Rig 6 called Rotator that makes it kind of wavy. You know what I mean? It sounds pretty cool. Right on. All right. I'm going to play Are you ready, Sean? I'm going to play what I got. Yeah. Super fucking, dude, super, super funky guitar playing on here. Like, very good. Oh, crisp, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. No, very, 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 very good shit, man. Um, now, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think it's pretty fucking sick where we're at. Shit, dude. Like, what should we add or take away, or what do you think? I don't man? think it's we pretty- need to add anything. I think we need to structure this motherfucker out. Yeah, I think just- it's fucking funky. And I wanted to keep it because you were like, your big thing was danceability. So I was like, how can I make this dancey? And I went through a couple different things. Originally, I had kind of like house drums, and that didn't work. And then I was like, you know what? How can I mix like some like up tempo, bluegrassy, dancey stuff with hip hop? And I was like, I kind of came up with this. I think it's pretty. Pretty funky, dude, actually. So so this is kind of where I see this thing, dude, just listening to the music that you got there. Mm-hmm. I think we, we we structure it like this, mm-hmm. right? record the vocals. Mm-hmm. Then when we got the vocals, we'll find a spot to bring in a couple of horns. You know what I mean? Just a couple little horns. Dude, you know what I mean? Like at the end, like, you know what I mean? Dude, like at the end of a line. Because like, I literally was thinking about, because I didn't want to overdo it, but I literally was thinking about some brass, dude. I was like, this yeah, could be you cool. You just come in part. with a, a couple of different horns, a quick little, wow, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, we'll, do, we'll do that in post, but I literally could hear that, dude. Because I almost like thought strings, but I was like, no, strings will make it too pretty. No. Like, stabby horns. No, that's got to be good. horns. That's got to be horns. It's got to hit oh, yeah. like New Orleans. It's got to oh, hit yeah. like New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, shit, let's, um, let's get this thing structured real quick. Um, let me pull up your lyrics real quick on my end. Hold on. Let me take a look. All right. Um, oh, cool. Uh, so here's the thing. I don't know. I don't know if I want to approach it where I just go through it or if I provide space because I started off at the very beginning of that recording, giving mm-hmm, space, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I'd hit that first line and then I had a little break and the music did its thing and I came back in. Now I could do that, but it would also stretch it out probably twice as long. Okay. Okay. Um, which is no problem but, at all. You know but I mean? basically if I go through it, like just straight, without that, those breaks, you mm-hmm. could give me a version that was doubled in, in that fucking um, intro, like in that oh, first verse. Longer? 
I could do that. Yeah, okay. one that was twice as long. And I'm thinking the same do the, thing. Do you, do, the, do you want to do the OG version to start with, or you want to do a long one, or do you want to just do like quick and quick and simple for? No, I'll do the faster one, and then you can just, like I said, double it in the gotcha. first verse, and gotcha. and, the, and the and the third verse. Now the gotcha. second verse, it'll be pretty much straight up like rap, but we don't know if it's going to sound better or feel better when I'm practicing it. If we have those spaces in there and it might, right that might be the, that might be the spot that we, we bring in some horns and shit. Okay. How did, um, how, this was a hundred BPM. Like you requested, how did this feel compared to the 80 BPM? Did you like the bounce on oh, this one? felt great? This felt okay. great. Yeah, this felt great. There's a lot Perfect. of intricacies, believe it or not, even though the, the guitar is pretty repetitive. There's some intricacies there that you feel better when you go a little bit slower. Oh yeah. yeah. No, and I noticed because uh, you're it's like a dun 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 or whatever. Um, yeah. If you were hitting that at 100 BPM, that would be freaking dude. Light your fingers on fire, possibly, dude. Oh no, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm an old man. Uh, I can't the, do that shit. The guitar dude. still sounded. The guitar still sounded good, sped up. Because I was worried it was gonna warp it and make it sound silly. Does it still sound good? On my end, it sounds good. You know. Dude, it it sounds good. It sounds good the way it is. Hell yeah. Okay. Let's, um, so we start with hook or verse on here. Verse, right? I'm, I imagine. Yeah, this, this is a verse and this okay. is like a little bit, like I said, this is more just the dancier stuff, you know what I mean? And then gotcha. the, the second verse is really the only thing that's more like rap. Okay, cool. Let's, um, let's hit this first verse real quick. Do it to do. All right. I'm going to count you in three, two, one. Embrace fear, having none in my heart. Unchained as I caught a dead in the dark. I've listened to the filth that the truth can talk. I played that line, I've walked that walk. Although my hope it's not the grave, death angel. Yeah. So, and that would be doubled if I give it space. Because I kind of think that what I'm going to do is I, I'm going to go through it like this. Embrace fear, having none in my heart. And then, you know, like a little break. And then mm -hmm. come back mm -hmm. in with the next line. You know what I mean? Right, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Unchained gotcha. as I caught a dead in the dark. Pause, pause. Gotcha. Listen to the filth that the truth can, you know what I mean? And in those little pauses, we might be able to bring in those horns. Gotcha. But I got to practice both and see how I'm feeling it. Okay. So let's, uh, for, this, for the shorter structure one, let me, uh, let me set you up with some transitions into the hook. Boom. Um, maybe, maybe a little chop. bring in um now the second verse he says a little bit more rap um so that's going yeah. to be i assume a little longer i would imagine right than the than the first verse yeah or but not much okay. not much okay yeah. okay that's cool i mean uh, i can thump it up some but this is going to be more about the music and stuff like that Oh yeah, and we got and this one feels good, Sean. Like it feels good. I I, <laughs> I wasn't knowing what to expect when I sat at my desk today because I I listened. I told you I listened to the the riffs you sent me. You sent them like five days ago. And I listened to them yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Yeah. No, two days ago when we talked. Um, and I was like, wow, these sound really really funky. So I spent the last two days kind of thinking of what I was going to do to it and how I was going to make it work. And to be honest. I wasn't really sure, but uh, I really like how it turned out. Sometimes, dude, like, 
organically is the best, right? You know what I mean? Well, dude, I got plenty of music. <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah. Okay, let's. Um, I mean, that's just that's just touch. Let's hit this. Uh, let's hit the second verse. Are you ready for the second? Yeah. All the love I've known, it came with a price, like a price tag hanging from them inner thighs. Eighteen years in, she jumped ship, better bank rolled in with brand new dick. I get it, honey, I won't sweat shit. I'm MC Hammer, broke, broke, choking the mic just like Rick, slicker than the sickest dope sling spit, crippling the mic Thumping when the voodoo quick, hit. Them, them drums in my heart, rhythm mm -hmm. and poetry ignite the spark. So that's kind of like your breakdown music right there, right? Like gotcha. if you listen to that shit, that rhythm and poetry bumps from the dark. So you, what do you think about when you when you think of that shit, right? Like some bass thumping on you that, at that point. Yes, you yeah, hard hitting, some, hard hitting, a little breakdown. Yes. Yeah, it says rhythm and poetry bumps from the dark. So you got to think it's like a dark tone. You know what I mean? Uh, and then it says thumping quick, them drums in my heart. So you got to hit them with the drum. You want to learn some new neat shit about this song that you might not have known? Yes, of course. That last line where it says, hell yes, rap attracts when you bare your soul. Yeah. I was actually uh, calling out a little bit Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar yeah. Allan Poe said that if you wrote uh, the, the, a book where you actually laid out your heart and titled it Heart Laid Bare, that it yeah. had to be the shortest book in the world. <laughs> Cool. Because <laughs> nobody ever fucking bears their goddamn heart. You know what I said? I said, well, bullshit. When you, do, when you do this kind of shit, you have to. <laughs> so I'm kind of calling out a little bit of Edgar Allan Poe in that last line. Hell yes, nice. rap attracts when you bear your soul. Because you know, he said heart laid bare, right? Heart laid bare? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Street side bright light, great unknown. Hell yes, rap attracts when you bear your soul. Oh yes, rap attracts when you bear your soul. Oh yes, rap attracts when you bear your soul. Are we living in the age of conspiracies? I think it all started with high school bullies. I mean, how many dudes in the last five years alone have woke up after a high school party with a permanent marker drawing of a dick? Usually on the face. Some go with the forehead. I personally am a fan of the cheek. Place the tip close to the mouth. Make a statement. You made the choice to bully. Why not go balls deep? Sign your name on the nutsack. Then, of course, we had the high school gossip girl conspiracy. Kind of goes like this. Hey, Brittany. See that girl? <laughs> yeah. Freaking Montana. I heard she did like every dude at the party last Friday night. Even the one with the permanent marker dick on his face. Ew. That's why she walks like that? I thought she had palsy. <laughs> no, she's a total slut. The crutches are a cover. Kids can be cruel, can't they? <laughs> Even at fat camp. Sometimes during the birthday sleepover, one kid doesn't fit in. Maybe he came from birthday boys old school. Maybe he was just fucking goofy. But the majority conspired. Hey, hey guys, ever notice rabbit turds look just like Cocoa Puffs? <laughs> no, 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 really, just like it. You guys distract Todd. I'm going to go get a handful of turds. 
Keep him downstairs in the basement. Kevin, start getting cocoa puffs into bowls. I'll meet you guys in the kitchen. Remember the cootie conspiracy of pre-K? It's not really a stretch for us to believe in at least one or two conspiracies. We saw them firsthand as children. The question is, is which side were you on? The one with the power or the guy eating turds? Political conspiracies are started by the people that feel like they're the ones eating turds. Hey, Brian, the Democrats, man. They're going to put a tracker on our vaccine. <laughs> Don't get them, Brian, man. Really? A fucking tracker. <laughs> oh, you mean something like a cell phone? A personal locator you can carry everywhere you go, afraid to leave home without it? Like that? One that tracks our movements from space? A GPS, you know, the global positioning system, informing us that all the cell phones ahead of us have slowed down to a five-mile-per-hour drive on the 405. One that accurate, Cletus? Will it have a microphone like a cell phone does? Could it record conversations? Maybe keep a record of how we think, like our Google search history, our personal opinions and patterns of thought written in the text on social media, like the way we do with our phones. Oh, those fucking sneaky crats with their vaccine trickeries. Of course, Democrats have had their fair share of conspiracies about Republicans. Hey, did you know that Reagan had Alzheimer's? During his presidency? <laughs> Come on, man. Rawhide Ron. Sometimes the conspiracy is not at all true. We just want to believe so badly that we notice coincidences that create doubt. Coincidences like <laughs> how after Ron left office, he had Alzheimer's. <laughs> yeah, like a whole five years after, so <laughs> we're cool. See, conspiracies like that get traction from fake experts brought in to support crazy claims. Fake experts like Ron Reagan, the son of Mr. Teflon, who wrote a book claiming Alzheimer's occurred three years into his father's first term. <laughs> this is why this is crazy, right? This man is no doctor, so clearly no expert. Can we really put any faith in the rantings of some schmo that really just doesn't understand politics? You know, like the way we did with Trump. Hey, if daddy had Alzheimer's, his doctors would have told Ronnie Reagan, hey, bud, you're not fit to have your finger on the button. This is nuclear war, bucko. It's time for your role in this movie to end. Well, at the very least, I think they should have at least pinned a note on his jacket. If your finger is on the button, pause and call a friend. You know how crazy it would have been if it was all true? They would have had to lean on his acting skills and tell him that they were filming a movie called Cold War. Just stick to your lines, Ron. You're playing the part of president. Okay? Action. Ronnie would have been more confused than an American donkey working a Mexican donkey show. Hey, man. One day I'm a pack animal working for some farm chick, and the next day I'm packing a working chick, like an animal on a farm. <laughs> and why are all these Mexicans watching? Something weird's going on here. Donkey suspects a conspiracy is afoot. But please don't trust any comedy science. <laughs> this is not a joke. The tools of conspiracy are misinformation, fake experts, logical fallacies, and, of course, rabbit turds. 
So please, always question the bowl of Cocoa Puffs you get at breakfast from a bully. You don't need a dick on your face to understand that. Well, that is our episode. I am Curious G. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for the two songs that we are releasing on this episode today. Loveless, and here I am. Hope you enjoy them. Have a nut in my heart. 
Unchained as I caught a dead in the dark I've listened to the filth that the truth can talk I played that lot, I've walked that walk Although my hope fits not the grave Death angel, she holds my name I won't claim wings that I know not flames I seek to grow and remain unchained I cannot live unless I have a part In this twist between birth and chalk Bed rest, baby, done with it all Here I am right here, you're on the mark Rhythm and poetry from my heart 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 All the love I've known, it came with a price Like a price tag hanging from the inner thighs Eighteen years in, she jumped ship Better bank rolled in with brand new dick I get it, honey, I won't sweat shit I'm MC Hammer, broke, broke Choking the mic, just like Rick Slicker than the sickest dope sling spit Cripple in the mic when the voodoo hit Best things in life are free Like letting go of your ass as if you suffered me Take your shit and my shit too All I need's the change, stick to your truth Baby girl wolf tickets, they take a view A safe view, a view to frame That's touch of self, way to change I cannot live unless I have a part In this twist between birth and chalk Bed rest baby, done with it all Here I am right here, on the mark Rhythm and poetry straight from the heart Rhythm and poetry from my heart Rhythm and poetry from the heart Rhythm and poetry bumps the dark Thumping quick like the drums of my heart Rhythm and poetry ignite the spark Embrace fear, have none in my heart Unchained as I caught a dead in the dark I've listened to the filth that the truth can talk Walk that razor road Ruckus ridden, crippled, cold Street side bright light, great unknown Hell yes, rapper tracks when you bear your soul Oh yes, rapper tracks when you bear your soul Oh yes, rapper tracks when you bear your soul